You're listening to episode 103 of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and today's topic is the habit of being a blessing among siblings. This is the third topic in the series on developing in our kids the habit of being a blessing. Now, our first week of the series, in 101, we had Debbie Smith here to talk about family volunteering. And then in episode 102, Becca Hammond, one of my grown daughters, was our guest to talk about the benefits of incorporating hospitality into your busy family life. And this week is certainly a hot topic, blessing one another among siblings. What does that look like? And how in the world do we make this a reality in our imperfect home? Now, before we get into this topic, I want to tell you what is coming in future episodes. We have one more series to do before we begin season three of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, which is the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. And you are that intentional mom. Now, the final series of this season, which is season two, is called an effective plan for launching our kids from the nest. But Today, we will be finishing up the last part of our series on teaching our kids to be a blessing. So let's get started. The lifestyle of being a blessing is the perfect vehicle to take our children to a life of compassion and empathy, attentiveness to others' needs, the ability to speak to someone both humbly and confidently at the same time to all people, no matter their age or race or socioeconomic status or anything else, because they have been used to being a blessing to everybody every day. When we give our kids the wonderful gift of a lifestyle of being a blessing to others, it insulates our kids from self-centeredness. Now we need to think of ourselves and, and as we teach our kids to value others, We're teaching them the value of a human life. And in that, recognizing that our kids are a human life also. And so their self-esteem can actually grow as they develop more compassion and love and attentiveness for others. So when we give our kids the wonderful gift of a lifestyle of being a blessing to others, it insulates our kids from self-centeredness. When someone is thinking only of themselves, they're more quick to be frustrated with how others are not meeting their needs. It also fosters resentment and discontentment and grumbling and malice. That's a lot of negative stuff, right? Self-centeredness also is a thief. Self-centeredness steals contentment. It steals healthy relationships Self-centeredness steals the opportunity to experience the joy of giving a compliment or the joy of meeting someone else's needs. Self-centeredness, while it steals a great deal from one's life, it also delivers a lot of things that we are better off without, such as it results in constantly looking through the glasses of comparison And comparison usually leads to a discouragement as we compare everybody's best to our worst. And often discouragement leads to inactivity or, you know, I'm immobilized by realizing or thinking a false thought that others are better than me. That creates inactivity and often depression. 
For you see, being a blessing is one of the most healing activities in all of the world. It heals our own perspective and mood to be a blessing. It heals our hope in ourselves and in others and in the world. Being a blessing heals relationships because it heals the heart of both the giver and the receiver. Being a blessing spreads joy and more energy when we feel more joy and more motivation when we feel energy. It perpetuates goodness within and it also perpetuates kindness from without. Now, let me tell you another benefit to a lifestyle of being a blessing. It's one of the most surefire ways to improve emotional and psychological health because we were created to function best as blessing givers. When someone comes to me and asks, how can I know God's will for the next step in my life? Now, this person could be an adult, you know, like a fellow parent, or it could be one of my own kids no matter who it is. And it could be big decisions, like maybe it's a teen who's trying to figure out God's will for their career path, or maybe it's a parent who's trying to figure out whether they should move or what education they should pick for their kids. All of these people are trying to figure out God's will and hear His voice. And and here's the simple truth that I often say about this, finding God's will. He wants you to follow his will on the general things he's said in scripture and on the general systems he's created in life before he will show you his will for the big things. That's just his way. This is one of his life systems that he's created. He created gravity, right? We know that if we climb a tree and we drop something, it will fall downward. He created motion. An object in motion will stay in motion until a force stops it, right? You know that scientific law, or you might know the opposite. An object at rest will remain at rest. God also created a system regarding how faithful we are with the opportunities in our life. In fact, he says in scripture, when you're faithful with a little, then I will give you more. And if you're faithful with more, I will give you even more. We see this in a parable that Jesus shares about the talents, and I will have a link in the show notes to the passage in scripture about that. But my point is this, if you want to know God's will for your life, if you want to help your kids begin to establish a relationship with God in which he will show them, really guide them specifically in specific situations, it begins with their faithfulness in general to his system of goodness and blessing. Ephesians 2.10 says, you are God's artwork. Okay, that says beautiful masterpiece, right? In fact, that's why my theme of my book series is called Your Family God's Masterpiece, because each one of you are God's artwork. And when you put all of you together, that's a masterpiece. And it's all based on this verse, Ephesians 2.10, that I just said, you are God's artwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. Help your kids become little discovery and investigators who, who are identifying opportunities for goodness giving to others throughout their day, which of course begins in the family unit. Being a blessing is God's design and will for all people every day of their life. 
If you want your kids to feel significant, they need to be doing the significant work of being a blessing each day. If you want your kids to be motivated to discover the cure for cancer, they need to feel compassion for those who have it. If you want them to become a great doctor or lawyer or police officer or hairstylist, no matter what profession, they will be most truly successful at it when they use that profession as their vehicle for being a blessing. And this begins right now in your home, among your family every day, all day long, with all the little opportunities to be a blessing to one another. And the cool thing about God's design for life is that as we bless others, God says, we will receive blessing in return. That's the glorious world he made. If we want to receive, we need to give. If we want to be first, we need to be last. If we want to be strong, we need to accept our weakness. If we want to be comforted, we must comfort others. And we have a daily practice ground for our kids right in our very own home as they learn to be a blessing to their siblings and to you as parents as well. So practically speaking, Val, how do we do this? You're saying, sure, that sounds like a fine theory. And yes, of course, I want my kids to be a blessing to one another. But don't you think I'm trying to do that every single day? How do we make it happen? I mean, let me just be honest. My kids are selfish and rude. And, you know, I can just hear you talking now through this. And so here's three things that I pray will be helpful for you in developing this in your kids. Okay. And I got to tell you first, the first two, especially, okay, not the first two, all three of these are hard for parents to do. But anything good includes hard, right? That's one other part of his systems. (laughs) And so if we really want to help our kids become exceptional at this, we're going to have to behave exceptionally as parents. And it really does rest on us to be intentional in these three ways. And so here's the three things. Number one, if we want our kids to be a blessing to one another and to us, we need to be modeling mutual respect and consideration and generous love with them. I am guilty many times of wanting them to show kindness all while I am getting on them in negative tones and not sounding kind myself. Like sometimes I I used to be much worse at having a sarcastic response to them or condescending response to them or, uh, well, I caught you doing wrong again, you know, kind of attitude. That was way too prevalent in my past. And it really impacted my relationship with my kids, as I've told you several times on here. You know, I am big on parent growth. You know, that's what intentional parenting is about. It really is about us as parents changing. So just really being vigilant on modeling mutual respect. And if we can get that in our own heads, moms, then it will be coming out of our mouth more. And I'm going to talk about our mouth. Number two, in your parenting, use words that are framing everything in the context of being a blessing. For example, if you are at a restaurant, if I'm at a restaurant and one of my kids is being noisy, then I'm going to say something like, 
Do you see all of these other people at the restaurant? They came to interact with their group. And when we're too loud, we are interrupting them from being able to do that well. Let's bless them by quieting down and creating a pleasant environment around them so that they can enjoy their time together. That is how I would talk out at a restaurant to impact my kids being a blessing to others. What is a way that I would talk at home about something like that? Let's say that they are blasting their music, right? And so I'm going to talk to them about just as they have a desire for this moment of what they want to be doing. Everybody else in the house has a desire for what they want to be doing. And if our music is too loud, then it keeps us from creating that blessing opportunity for the other people. So I'm always framing the parenting words that I use in the context of being a blessing to one another. The third thing that you want to do is be unbending in blessing being the standard. And what I mean by unbending is this has to be really solid in our mind as a parent Like we are committed to our family looking this way and behaving this way. And I don't mean looking as in appearance to others. I mean, the beautiful masterpiece of our family is one in which we are fulfilling God's will for our lives, which he tells us in Ephesians that we were created as artwork to do good works that he has prepared for us to do helping our kids identify in this moment when you were behaving like this, instead of taking this as an opportunity to really bless, instead it was removing the blessing altogether, which now create. I'm often saying to the kids, when you choose to do this wrong behavior, you are hurting our relationship because now I have to get on you about this. And I don't want to get on you. Not only does that make my day unpleasant, but it creates some potential for disharmony right here between us. And I don't want disharmony for us. So I want you to choose to do the right thing without forcing me to be your discipline. When I have to be your discipline, it hurts our relationship. So you step up and you, you fulfill what God has called you to do in this moment, the right thing, which will bless your other sibling that you were just not blessing in your actions. It will bless your mama because I won't have to get on you. It will bless our relationship as it won't be threatened with disharmony and You will improve your habits and the way you feel about yourself when you experience self-sacrifice for the sake of your sibling. If this really becomes your habit, mom, your mindset, the what you are modeling as you model mutual respect and generous love and attentiveness to one another's needs, in fact, even taking it a step further and encouraging your kids like, 
So I just gave you some negative examples, right? But let's do the opposite too. Let's get them excited about identifying opportunities to do something that would be a blessing to their siblings, like surprise them or even do things secretly and anonymously. That is a blessing. Hey, I have to tell you guys something. I got an anonymous note in the mail the other day that was actually a donation that said, for the Practice Speaking Mom Ministry, and that's it. They didn't tell me who, if you're listening today, and if it's you, I just want to thank you so much for helping with the costs of this ministry. I just, I was blown away, and my kids were blown away. It was so, such a blessing. Anonymous blessings are fantastic, And we can be joyfully excited and thus motivating with our kids about them doing the same, finding little ways to secretly bless one another. So, so I don't want to just talk to you about, you know, the negative reprimands that we have to do with our kids, but also encouraging making it exciting and and fun to do that at Christmas time. You'll hear of, of some families that will have like a bowl of hay or some other container of hay. And every time one of the kids does something secretly loving and being a blessing to one of the other family members, they'll just take a piece of hay and they'll put it in the manger. And then on Christmas day, they'll put the baby in the manger. And so the baby Jesus had lots of hay because there were so many blessings happening through the Christmas season. So that's just an example of a positive way that you can motivate them to be a blessing as well. Now, how has this played out? How has a lifestyle of being a blessing played out in my kids' lives? And I'll tell you, as I always do, that we're not a perfect family and all of us make mistakes. I, as mom, do not always model mutual respect. There are lots of times I fail at that. And then I have to, you know, I need to go and make it right when that happens, of course, and let them know I didn't meet the standard and I am sorry and you deserved better than that. And so I fail. Of course, my kids are going to fail in this too, plenty of times. They're going to not be a blessing to one another or to others. But if you are determined, mom, that you are modeling it yourself and that you are shaping your words and conversation around this visionary concept that you're giving to them of living out God's will for their specific life to do good to others, including within the family. And as you have a really strong backbone about that, and you do not budge on that, that is the standard that our family is going to live by. As those three things happen over time, you will be just so gloriously amazed at how God will shape the character of your kids in so, so many facets of their character that will grow to good places because this was the lifestyle that they grew up in. So how has that looked at my house for my kids? The ability to be both humble and self-confident, which, you know, self-confidence comes from an ability, opportunities to interact with all these different ages and and situations as I, you know, I, okay, I, I had one daughter that was super shy 
And so I would intentionally take her to, I'm, I've done Mary Kay for many years and I used to more actively do it where I would go and have appointments. I would intentionally bring her with me and I would tell her ahead of time, if you will smile at every person and if you will say hello to them and if you will answer with a confident voice, I'll give you $5 at the end of this. So I was helping her to move past her hurdle by giving her that incentive, switching the thoughts in her mind of who she is. Okay. So that's an example. Or recently, my daughter who went and did Meals on Wheels with Debbie that we mentioned a few weeks ago, she was not looking forward to going for one thing. And and she told me ahead of time, I get so nervous around people I don't know. I was like, honey, I totally know that. I know that it is hard to do this, but it is a good thing. And you will be glad in the long run that you learned to love on people in all kinds of situations. And in that situation being Meals on Wheels, you take meals to people who are shut in, who can't get out. And it's a free meal that is delivered to them five days a week. And then they're given like freezer and fridge meals for the weekend. My point is this, that I made her go anyway, right? And she enjoyed herself. And Debbie said she couldn't be there the next week because we were on vacation. And and Debbie, she texted me and was like, tell Emma that one of the ladies that you went to last week, she asked about you and she said she can't wait till you're back again. So of course, that just made Emma's day when she heard that. And so we do not want to teach our kids that if they have an obstacle such as shyness or nervousness, we don't want them to live a life where obstacles stop them from thriving. So yeah, we can acknowledge the obstacle of, I know it's scary, or I know it causes anxiety, or I I know you feel shy for now, but the more you do it, the less shy you will feel. And just think of, you know, you're going to be able to hold your shoulders back and chin up and know I did something really hard and it really helped somebody. I was a blessing to them and that felt good to me and it felt good to them. And I was honoring God and his will for my life in the process. So we're giving them a vision of this, of who they were created to be and helping them to be it. You know, Christ modeled this for all of us. He said that he came that we might have life more abundantly. He died so we could live. He sacrificed a short time of him being in heaven temporarily so that we could have heaven eternally. He leads the way in being a blessing. And we can do this, moms. I'm anxious to hear how your kids are being a blessing. And this week on the Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group, I'll make a post where you can share some ways that your family is being a blessing to others or that your kids are being a blessing to each other. And I got to just wrap up in telling you that as my kids developed humility, you know, I'm not better than someone else. I will talk to them and look them in the eye and self-confidence because they learn to do the hard things, and courteous uh, manners and attentive to others' needs. As they learned this, this has really meant great favor with employment opportunities, with advancement within their jobs once they have jobs, with professors, with all those around them. The key is the many facets of being a blessing. 
but it can't begin from a selfish motive of what we'll get in return. It really needs to begin with honoring God by living a life of being a blessing. Well, mamas, I have talked to you a lot today about the importance and how to be a blessing, but I really haven't gone into too much about siblings and how to interact in ways that is a blessing to one another. So I want to get into that more next week on the podcast. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week. Mm-hmm.